This is Knowledge in 5 from the Knowledge at Wharton Sirius XM radio show hosted by Dan Loney. If you are somebody that is in your late 40s or older, chances are that you fall into a category being called digital immigrants, someone that has had technology become a part of your life and has changed the way that you live life as well, unlike some of the 20 and 30-somethings who grew up with technology. We welcome in Curtis Hoagland, CEO of Attention, a, a global social media marketing agency. He wrote an opinion piece on the Knowledge at Wharton website, which appears right now. It is titled, The Next Tech Takeoff is on its way. And we welcome Curtis onto the phone. Uh, explain a little bit about what you wrote in this piece. Sure. I mean, I think what it's trying to do is understand how technology changes us and how our behavior towards technology is different generation by generation. So you and I are about the same age. Yep. Uh, so, 49. Well, I'm going to underestimate mine then, maybe say I'm <laughs> a, a few months younger than you. Uh, okay. But, you know, we learned um, technology at a time when, A, it didn't work very well. Yes. And, B, we usually <laughs> learned it in a professional context. So the simple act of installing email, which happened to me at the ripe old age of 22 years old, yeah. in my first job out of college, complicated everything. Yeah. So, yes, it increased productivity. Um, it brought some community, but all of a sudden the world became increasingly complex. The term digital immigrant, as I mentioned earlier in the show, it's been around, I guess, since about 2006. Um, yet I hadn't really heard of it until a couple of days ago when I was starting to prepare to talk to you. And, and it, is, it, is it a term that is really a, a, a budding mainstream term at this point? No, you know, everybody talks about millennials, yep. right? That's the hot thing in terms of marketing. And so we spend all of our time understanding how this younger generation is going to adapt to technology. Well, still the majority of buyers are older consumers. Yeah. So we perhaps don't spend as much time analyzing how we orient towards products or marketing or learning. Um, so the term digital immigrants, obviously an immigrant is someone who comes from somewhere else is connotes that sort of cognitive dissonance or that emotional separation that our generation has. Part of this uh, is obviously dealing with uh, a little bit of the younger generation and how they view uh, technology uh, as a whole. Yeah. I mean, again, I think, and there's a lot of interesting data that actually says that experiences are more emotionally valuable than we have a material object. We actually adapt to the ownership of that object whereas kind of memories and experiences tend to have a, a greater emotional impact. So there is some science to say, hey, listen, um, they're onto something. Yeah. The other thing you have to understand about millennials is they grew up at a time because of technologies where they very much see themselves at the center of their experiences, especially their marketing experiences. You and I grew up in a time where we felt like viewers, we felt like the marketing was at us. Sure, yeah. Um, the, all three of those PC web and social revolutions have all been service of a single trend, which is how the user is exerting greater control of their decisions. So a lot of people want to say that millennials are selfish, but really what they're doing is exerting their control over their experiences. Um, and so in order to see themselves in the middle, it's very hard to sometimes do with products. It's very easy to do it with experiences. I can't even fathom what social media is going to be like for my kids not only right now who have Instagram accounts, but 
when they get to be in high school or when they get to be in college or when they're you know just out of college. I can't I can't even think what social media is going to be like at that point. Well, I think all the services you see right now will eventually go away or morph beyond recognition. Huh. I think in the future you'll have a feed that comes to you, and that feed will you will control, and it will have some tools by which it curates you. Then, and every piece of media, every piece of communication, whether it's a photo or a video, will not only be shareable, but it will be shoppable. And I think we lessen our reliance on screens, and the objects themselves know our behavior. So when I sit in a chair, it knows how I want to sit. Yeah. When I put on a shirt, it knows how I want it to fit. And I think ultimately, terms like marketing, and this is looking way into the future, go away. Because if I'm controlling my experiences and it's all coming together in my feed, yeah. then I think the idea of broadcasting a message at me or putting a display unit next to me is probably antithetical to what that consumer will ultimately take in terms of control of their experience. For more information about Knowledge at Wharton, go to knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.